This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CMB Preferred. BFM 89.9705 AM on Wednesday, the 4th of January. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Chong Jensen and Wong Xiaoning. As always, let's recap how global markets closed yesterday. All three key indices for the U.S. market were down. The Dow was down marginally by 0.03%. The S&P 500 was down by 0.4%. The Nasdaq was down by 0.8%, led by a 12% decline in Tesla shares. In Asian markets, the Nikkei was closed due to holidays. The Hang Seng was up by 1.8%. The Shanghai Composite was up by 0.9%. And the Straits Times Index, it was down by 0.2%. And the FBM KLCI, it was down by 1.4%. So for some thoughts on where markets are headed this week and this year, we speak to Kingsley Jones, Chief Investment Officer at Jevons Global. Kingsley, good morning and a very happy new year to you. Now let's start with looking at China, which is Australia's largest trading partner, and um, its reopening is expected to affect various economic sectors in your part of the world. What impacts do you foresee, especially in terms of commodities demand and property prices? Yeah, certainly the commodity demand element is key for Australia. And we are seeing continued robust conditions in commodities like lithium, which, of course, is increasingly important to electric vehicles. And as you know, uh, you know China is probably about half of the global EV market right now. And, and they have literally hundreds of, uh, of companies active in the space, uh, you know, from the big one, BYD, all the way down to, um, you know, all, all kinds of new companies. So I think that that will remain a very dynamic area of activity, uh, and that does affect commodities, as we mentioned. Um, the, the other thing, though, is the property prices, and China's still going through the workout of that slowdown. So I think it's going to be a little murky in this first quarter in China. You know, we've had probably some restocking of iron ore uh, in the lead-up to the usual seasonal slowdown for Chinese New Year, which is a bit early this year. Uh, And and therefore, you know, I I think it's probably a bit of an air pocket whilst we wait and see how bad COVID is. Uh, And then maybe things will be stronger in the second half of the first quarter. Uh, But definitely, it's a good time to be looking at uh, Chinese investments, especially in the red chip market, we think, in Hong Kong. You know, it went to very low prices last year, had a bit of a rally. Uh, If you see a dip now, it might be a good time to look at picking up some quality names. Uh, The only one we own right now is AIA Group, the insurer. Uh, But I think Chinese tech's interesting. And also maybe some of the Chinese utilities and energy companies. And Kingsley, on the AXX 200, energy and utilities-led sector gains, while IT and the REITs turn out to be the biggest losers for the year. Which sectors are your picks for 2023? And which companies amongst them are you focused on? I think that um, what you observe there with the REITs having really underperformed, uh, once we see a, a top in interest rates, I think selected REITs may be worth buying. Uh, you may want to avoid some of the um, the developer names and also the commercial REITs, uh, but we think there will remain some value in REITs that are focused on areas like logistics uh, and supply to it, to those parts of the economy that are actually doing well. So, so the commodities trade, and there are a couple of companies there that, serve the agricultural industry, and we think that they're worth a look. And then you've got logistics names like Goodman, which uh, obviously is corrected a lot last year, but we think that might be interesting. And then the commodities complex, I still think that uh, we're in the early stages of a quite 
um, long bull market in commodities, particularly anything to do with electric vehicle metals. So we think it's an opportune time to have another look at Pilbara Minerals and Alcom, the two lithium uh, plays in Australia. Uh, they did have a huge move last year, had a bit of a correction. I think now is probably a good time to look at buying them. Okay, since you mentioned the fact that uh, commodity prices are probably going to be heading into a bit of a bull market, what does this then mean for the EV sector, which is so dependent on some of these commodities? Yeah, it's a fantastic time, I think, for investors to be having a, a good look at the EV space. Uh, and simply because... Um, you don't want to get caught up in traffic trying to buy these names when they're all going up. As we see right now, Tesla had a pretty terrible night uh, on the U.S. exchange last night, being down about 12%. So you're definitely getting time now to be patient and do some research and think about what you really want to own going forward. Uh, right now, we don't own Tesla, but we'll certainly have a look at it if it gets a bit lower. Uh, but, you know, I think actually the real story here is probably – you know, the old boring companies in the car space that used to be the ones we went to when we wanted a, you know, a major statement, the BMWs and the Mercedes-Benzes of this world, and also car companies like Stellantis, uh, you know, the former Fiat, Chrysler, um, and uh, General Motors and Ford, because they are now gaining market share for EV sales in the United States. And the um, Biden administration's uh, Inflation Reduction Act has a lot of incentives uh, for the creation of new uh, manufacturing capacity in the United States. So we're seeing a lot of factories getting built, uh, particularly in the southern states like Georgia and Kentucky and, and places like that. So I think there'll be a lot of activity, and it's a really good time to be having a look at that because the moment you get new jobs flowing to new areas, in this case the southern states, uh, there'll be quite a lot of development happening and new business opportunities for businesses that serve uh, those workers who are going to get pay packets. All right. And if we take a look down south or from here, Kingsley, at Singapore, in a very volatile year, Singapore turned out to be one of the more resilient equity markets in ASEAN. How would you assess their current PE valuations and are there opportunities to go overweight on stocks there? Yeah, definitely there are opportunities in Singapore, we think. As you know, I mean, it's a market that tends to be dominated by, by the big banks. Uh, we don't think their multiples are excessive now. They, they seem, you know, they're below two times price to book. Forward earnings multiples are showing some good prospective growth. Uh, the major name that we've owned for many years is DBS Group, but I think the other banks look pretty good too. There will be some money attracted to those uh, plays because, as you know, I mean, Singapore is highly leveraged to any improvement in trade, and we think we're, we're we'll probably already turn the corner in Asia on trade. Maybe not in the United States, but certainly we think in Asia. So that's a good one. Um, the other area where Singapore is strong is it has quite a lot of exposure to ag in different places and also shipping. It's probably too early on shipping, but we'd have a look at Wilmar and some of the other ag names as we think we're probably still going to have robust ag pricing. If you look at crude palm oil prices, which uh, is obviously really important for Malaysia and Indonesia and some other countries in the region, uh, you know, it, it went to the moon last year off the uh, disruption to cooking oil supplies out of the Ukraine war. It's now stabilised and we think actually it might be set for an improvement. So it's a good time to have a look at the space, maybe a little early to step up and buy, but we certainly think soft commodities is a good inflation hedge. Kingsley, I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think about Malaysian equities? Do you have any in your portfolio? We don't right now, but given what I just said, you'd understand that Malaysia is an excellent place to go for several uh, different types of company. The the agricultural space is great. We like the Malaysian banks. We haven't been active in them for some time. 
but we also think that there's opportunities in the general supply chain reorganization that's happening globally uh, for Malaysia to play there. So we're not really familiar with where the best spots to be would be right now in Malaysia, but we do think with changes in the chip sector and uh, chip fabrication and other elements that a Malaysian companies will probably be well-placed to pick up a bit of that business. And we're also seeing similar trends in Vietnam and other places. So, look, I think it'll be a good decade for Malaysia in, in some of these businesses that used to do very well, but it had a pretty rough period, uh, shall we say, during the bull market of easy money. Uh, and now's a good time to have a look. Kingsley, thank you as always for the chat. That was Kingsley Jones, Chief Investment Officer at Jevons Global, giving us his take on some of the trends that he sees moving markets in the days and weeks ahead and also some of the sectors to look at uh, in various regions of the world. Yeah, he think he, he mentioned that the China reopening will probably lift demand for commodities, particularly for lithium, which is used in EVs. Um, he also says that for Chinese investments, he prefers the exposure via the Hong Kong market. And I think the only stock he owns there now is AIA Group. Uh, he also recommends looking at Chinese tech as well as some of the Chinese utilities as well. Uh, I think in the, in the REIT space in Australia, I think he doesn't like the commercial and development space, but I think there's pockets of strength in the logistics space, which has some, some exposure to the agricultural sector in Australia as well. Yeah, what's been interesting is that some of our commentators clearly want to participate in the China reopening theme. But the recommendations are not necessarily, you know, buy China stocks, but buy commodities by luxury goods, by aviation, uh, as proxies to this play. And I think, yes, it does make a lot of sense, especially commodities. If we rewind back to 2008 during the financial crisis, right, commodities did extremely well because China had a boom period. And, it, you know, we know when it comes to markets, history tends to repeat itself. So I think we can pretty much expect this to happen again. Yeah, I guess the likes of your aluminium prices, your iron ore prices. Copper, coal. Copper, yeah. All should rally. Well, we're going to be taking a look at how the China reopening will impact travel and tourism a little bit later on the show. But uh, taking a look at some of the international corporate headlines that have caught our eye this morning, Apple, their market cap has fallen to under $2 trillion for the first time since May 2021, as share price declined 3.7% to $125.07. Um, so this sell-off came after the iPhone maker became the first company to reach the $3 trillion market capitalization a milestone not too long ago. And investors are wary of Apple's struggles with iPhone 14 Pro shipments during the holiday season, as well as rising interest rates and declining consumer confidence. Nikkei also reported citing unnamed supplies that Apple has told supplies to manufacture fewer parts for its earbuds, watches and laptops. Apple's the last big company to give up its $2 trillion valuation. Previously, Microsoft hit the $2 trillion mark, but retreated from it in 2022. But the street likes this name. Still, 36 buys, 8 holes, 2 sells. Consensus target price for this stock, 172 US dollars. I, I guess it's, it's quality, right, when you look at this uh, in the tech space. It's just a question of can they continue to grow at the same rate in the past few years? And I think that's why they're moving towards more subscription-based service. Indeed. 7.17 in the morning. We are taking a quick break. And when we come back, we'll go through the top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CIMB Preferred. Moving forward with you. Visit cimbpreferred.com.my for their preferential services beyond banking.
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.